Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you very much to the FA Cup for an interesting weekend. Uh, but we are, we're back with full regular domestic league action. We certainly are. Uh, it's a full fixture list across every single league, so plenty of opportunity to get back to winning ways. Absolutely. Can't wait to get started. So uh, should we dive into the Premier League, Tom? Yeah, so we're going to pick out our betting highlights from the Premier League fixtures for this weekend. And it all kicks off on Saturday. Leicester-Chelsea, that's a lunchtime kickoff. Uh, do you fancy anything there? Or would you say best take a watching brief and uh, wait for the three o'clock? Um, I think there is a bet that I would like. I, I don't think result-wise it's wise to be diving into this game personally. Uh, both have been a little bit unpredictable recently. I do think you'll get both teams to score. It's 8-15. Um, definitely fancy with the, the players on show and mm. uh, some of the defensive performance on both these sides um, that it will be a 1-1 you know, maybe or a 2-1 in, in either favour. But uh, apart from that, not too much going on, I don't think. Okay, let's look at the three o'clock then. We've got quite a few this week. There's uh, six three o'clocks to look through. For me, you know, Liverpool Southampton is obviously a standout. Liverpool, though, priced, as you'd expect, pretty poorly, two to seven. Um, you'd expect nothing less, surely, than a, a Liverpool victory here. Yeah, of course. Moving on from that one. I do like the look of Sheffield United in the Crystal Palace against Sheffield United game. Um, Sheffield United on the nose, 29-20. to 20. Um, Palace have been pretty poor of late. They've not won in the last six consecutive games. They've not kept a clean sheet in the last nine consecutive games. And, you know, Sheffield United still doing very well. They've dropped slightly. They're in eighth, but that is still only one point behind Man United in fifth. So, you know, they could easily get right back up there. They're away form, as we spoke about a few times on the podcast. Uh, generally, been good. Uh, they've had a couple of losses to Liverpool and Man City. But aside from that, very, very strong away form. Two wins in the last five. As I mentioned, those losses to City and, City and Liverpool away. And a, a draw against Arsenal most recently. So, do you, do you see where I'm coming from with the Sheffield United to... To I do get something against Palace. I do because Palace are a weird team. If you have a look at, at their recent results, um, you know they've got a draw at home against a resurgent Arsenal. Uh, they've got a draw away at Man City, but then you you have a look in there. They beat West Ham, but this was you know West Ham in free fall. That well, they still are in free fall. I'm sure we'll get on to that. Uh, they lost at home to a Derby side in the FA Cup who are pretty poor this season. Um, Southampton have improved, but he absolutely smashed Palace on the weekend. It was not even a contest. So they've got got some decent results against the bigger sides and then against the teams that you think they should win, they're not getting it done and they haven't won in the last six games. So uh, although, you know, I I think you're... You're happy to admit, Tom, there's a slight bit of caution with your tip. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. I would definitely be going towards Sheffield United, getting something out of this game rather than 
Crystal Palace. The the one thing that I would add, um, I don't think either of these sides are the most prolific. Uh, under 2.5 goals is one to two. Um, mm-hmm. So not the best price, but maybe if you chuck it in an accumulator, um, yeah. might help boost your odds a little bit. But I'm thinking maybe a 1-0 Sheffield United. I think that's what I'd, uh, what I'd be leaning towards. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, that scoreline whatsoever. Um, anything else you like from the three o'clocks? Um, not really. I think there'll be some good games. Uh, so Bournemouth Villa will be a good game. Newcastle Norwich, Watford Everton, West Ham Brighton. I think they're all very evenly matched, aren't they? Mm, yeah, I was looking at um, the Watford Everton game a little bit. Watford on the double chance, not the best price, one to two. Um, their home form since Nigel Pearson's come in, very impressive. You've got wins against Man United, Villa, Wolves and a draw against Spurs. So some very, very impressive home results uh, for Pearson there. Three clean sheets kept in that time as well. And I know Everton have been on pretty decent form themselves since Ancelotti's come in. Uh, but I can't see Everton going to Vicarage Road considering the form that Watford are on at home and uh, and getting three points, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Everton, uh, Everton are a strange side, aren't they? They're a strange side. Yeah. They're, they're, got, they're packed with finances, and they're packed with you know, <laughs> packed with international players. They've got a world class manager. Obviously, it's early days for him, um, and yet we don't fancy him away at Watford. But we all know they're capable of going there and getting a win. So it's a bit. They're a really weird side. Um, but yeah, I've been impressed with Watford for sure. So I'd 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 be siding with the Hornets if you if you uh, yeah put a gun to my head for sure. Yeah. Uh, how about five thirty then? Man United Wolves. Anything there? Honestly, I think maybe banana skins for anyone that that uh, is fancying United. The fact that United are eleven to ten at home to Wolves, I. I I can't remember the last time you know United were that kind of price at home against someone you know in the Premier League. It that just didn't happen, did it? Like up until a couple of seasons ago, that's it's a really good price, but it's a good price for a reason. No Rashford. Um, we're not sure if any players will be in. Bruno Fernandes, for example, or Sander Berg is linked, but yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced. No, me neither. Obviously, we again say a lot on the podcast. It's widely spoken about that Wolves have got such a good record uh, against top six sides. So you certainly wouldn't bet against Wolves going to Manchester United and getting something from the game. Wolves, you know, they've only won one of their last six games, Tom, and I still don't fancy United. It's, I think that that tells you the the, the whole yeah. story. I think. Yeah, sure. And um, in recent meetings between these two sides, last six games, uh, two Wolves victories, three draws, one Manchester United victory across all competitions. So, uh, you know, Wolves, you could say have got their number as of late. Agreed. So, moving on to Sunday. Yes, uh, we've got two games. We've got Burnley Arsenal and Spurs Man City. Um, you know what, Burnley Arsenal. I I don't know what I'm going to get from either of them clubs right now. I really don't. Arsenal have been improved 
I'd say, since Arteta's come in. But improved performances hasn't always yielded improved results. You know, they're still dropping points and getting draws instead of victories. So I just don't know what you're going to get from either of these sides. So I cannot confidently predict anything in that game. I don't know about yourself. I'm leaning towards Arsenal, um, but I'm definitely not going out there, you know, tipping it on the nose. This is definitely going to happen. Again, very similar to, um, very similar to Crystal Palace. I think if you look at Burnley's form, um, it's it's not that impressive, and it also is. <laughs> it's quite weird. Um, so, yeah, they've lost to Aston Villa at home. Um, they have lost to Bur- uh, Norwich sorry, in the FA Cup at home. They've also beaten Leicester at home, and they've beaten United away. <laughs> so <laughs> this is all in the last kind of... Six games for Burnley, and like you said, I'm not sure what I'm, what you're going to get from them. I'm a big fan of what I've seen so far from Arteta and Arsenal. Uh, definitely feels like they've, you know, kind of getting a bit of a grittier identity. Um, Burnley haven't actually won in any of their last eleven games against Arsenal, and typically you would expect uh, this to be a tough game. For Arsenal, you know, traditionally, you know, the, the stereotype is Burnley will rough Arsenal up. Arsenal can't handle it. The, actually, you have to go back to 2008, the last time that Arsenal lost at Turf Moor. Uh, that was in a uh, Carabao Cup or whatever it was called at the time, quarterfinal. Uh, they've actually played there five times since and they've won every single one. So mm-hmm. they've got a really good record there. I would be siding with Arsenal, 19 to 20. Um, but yeah, for sure, you, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. Yeah, you mentioned that Arsenal have got a good record against Burnley. They've actually won all of those 11 games. That they, so 11 consecutive wins against Burnley for Arsenal. Uh, they've been the first team to score in each of the last 10 games as well. So if you fancy them to make that an 11th consecutive game where they are the first team to score, uh, 8 to 13 are the odds for that one. Yeah, definitely uh, something to be looking at and something to be looking at from a aesthetical point of view is the uh, Tottenham-Man City game. City for me in this one. Uh, one to two is the price for City. I just don't fancy Spurs, to be honest. It's not that I've got loads of pros for Cities. Obviously, Man City are a very good side. They've won seven of their last eight games. Um, across all competitions, doing a very, very good run of form. And just Spurs under Mourinho just seem to be very inconsistent, very inconsistent. You know, we saw in the last few games, they've scraped through in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough, drew against Watford, narrowly beat Norwich, drew against Southampton again in the FA Cup. Um, I I just don't know what I'm going to get from Spurs, but... I just don't have really any confidence in them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, without Harry Kane, it's it's a very blunt Tottenham, isn't it? He he makes such a massive difference. And that's that's nothing to do with, with Tottenham. I mean, he'd make a difference to pretty much any side in world football, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's no embarrassment to be missing one of the best number nines in the world. But... Uh, I don't think it's going to be enough against City. 
Kevin De Bruyne has been just absolutely mouthwatering recently. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I completely fancy City as well. Uh, I'm totally with you there. Yeah, because the thing is, if you see if Spurs go 1-0 down, you just can't see them getting back into it. That's really what I mean. Can't. I, can't, I can't see City not scoring. So that means Tottenham need two. Do I fancy him to get to? I'm not sure. Um, can I see City getting two goals? Yes. Can I see Tottenham getting three goals? Absolutely not. Uh, Laporte, Laporte back as well. Uh, had a really good first game back against Sheffield United in midweek. So, um, yeah, uh, positive yeah. signs for the citizens. Yeah, absolutely. Does that wrap up the Premier League then? Shall we move on to the champ? Yes, please, please, please do. Because I cannot wait to tell everyone that Forrest are going to win on Saturday. I can't wait. Go on, I take it away. I, I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, you're not, wait you, hang on, you're not one to get excited about Forrest. Uh, for new listeners to the show, we're both Nottingham Forest fans. We're having a very good season, uh, currently third in the league. So I, I'm usually the one who needs to be reined in and gets ahead of myself. So I'm quite <laughs> looking forward to hearing this, Tom, because you're not usually you're usually the one who keeps a level head on everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been burnt so many times. That's why every season, it <laughs> the whole of Nottingham seems to think it's going to be the year, and obviously, it hasn't been for twenty plus years since we've been in the uh, in the Premier League, but. Forrest passed a massive acid test um, literally an hour ago um, by beating Brentford away from home. The stats will tell you that Brentford had more of the ball. The stats will tell you they had more corners. And, you know, they can cry into their XG diagrams that they've drawn all over Twitter explaining how Forrest <laughs> are this phantom team that are in a false position. Forest were absolutely 100% comfortable. And um, that's the most disappointing performance I've seen from Brentford all season. Forest travelled to Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham, you know, absolutely not going to roll over. Uh, they're in 18th. They're, they've had a bit of a slump recently, um, being carried pretty much by a 16, 17-year-old in Jude Bellingham who, who uh, looks a real talent. I think you got to side with Forest here. Uh, Bristol, uh, sorry, Birmingham City, they have only lost one of their last six. Uh, so that's something to be aware of. But Forest on the road have been been really good recently and really good all season. Uh, yielded uh, 27 points on the road. Um, so, yeah, I think you got to be siding with Forest. Nine to five as well. It's, an, it's such a tantalising price. Yeah. It's amazing. I completely agree with everything you said, not just because it is Forest, um, just because we deserve to, you know, we deserve to be where we are in the league. Um, we've got the third best away record in the league, as you said, 27 points gained from 15 away games. Uh, I do really, really fancy it, especially when in the reverse fixture, it was so comfortable for Forest, wasn't it? And I know that was a number of months ago. Any kind of... Repeat of that will be more than welcome, but I do think we'll definitely get a victory at great odds, like you mentioned. There's not an awful lot in the championship this week, which I'm really kind of like looking at and thinking, yeah, I really fancy that. Uh, Fulham, Huddersfield, Fulham 
Again, another promotion chase inside. 13 to 20 to get the win at home to Huddersfield Town, who have been very inconsistent in recent weeks. Um, they got a win on Tuesday night away at Hull, which is a good win. But before that, they hadn't won for five consecutive games, losing three of them, uh, including losses to Stoke and Barnsley, which is pretty poor considering where they are on the table. Fulham, on the other hand, their home form's picked up. They've won three of their last four home games, scraping out 1-0s against Stoke and Huddersfield. But, you know, it's wins a win, isn't it, really? The players they have on the pitch are among the best in the league. And if they can gel and click on the day, they've got more than enough talent and ability in that squad to blow any team away. So this is a game where Huddersfield will probably sit back invite Fulham onto them and I think Fulham have got more than enough quality to break them down and get a comfortable victory. Yeah, I agree. Fulham, I think myself included, uh, we're expecting a little bit more and that sounds harsh. You know, they've got 49 points in 29 games and they're sat in fourth and, you know, they're in a fantastic position to go at the automatic promotion picture. Um, was hoping for a bit more, but, you know, they've they've kind of left that shaky wobbly start I know people were questioning Parker uh, but there don't seem to be any more and yeah the the Huddersfield kind of rebuilding job it's all about getting to the summer isn't it and it's all about trying to stay in the league and you know go from there and yeah um, on Saturday I can only see one winner same to be said in the Leeds game I'm not going to spend much time on it because Leeds are one to three um, and they have been wobbly at home, but they show great character uh, to come back and get that win over Millwall in midweek after going 2-0 goals down. Uh, Augustian, I think he's called. Uh, never seen him play. What's his name? Jean-Kevin Augustin, I think. That, that's him, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him play, but the world of football is absolutely losing their mind about this signing. Bamford responded by getting two goals in midweek. So, um, yeah, Leeds in a really good position right now. Apparently, Augustine uh, turned down Man United to go to Leeds. Shut up. No way. Which is very embarrassing for United, if true. That's what the Athletic were reporting. Um, you must be day. joking me. Apparently, he'd have the offer from Leeds, agreed to go there, whatever, agreed the personal terms. Then Man United came in with like a last-ditch offer for him and he turned them down to commit to Leeds. That, I mean, if that's true, just fold the club, United, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> just fold the club. Um, but yeah, Leeds, awful price, but they'll get a win. Yeah. Um, again, you've got West Brom at an, a, an awful price again, three to ten. But at that price, the form they're in, uh, I just do not fancy them whatsoever. Luton, though, without a clean sheet for eighteen consecutive games, it's, that's a worry. Jeez, bloody hell! Good win, <laughs> good win though for him at home um, against Derby. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is West Brom and Derby are absolute absolutely miles apart aren't they so yeah not not holding my breath for them to be honest the stat is that in the last I think it's nine consecutive away games Luton have conceded at least two goals so Oof. always yeah. struggling to get points on the road if you're conceding at least two every game yeah 
Yeah, agreed. Um, one thing I've got, Tom, uh, this it's it's a bit of a weird one. I don't expect you to understand at all. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect you to understand, and it's fine. Um, I fancy Millwall to get something at Sheffield Wednesday. So, Millwall, double chance, I'm thinking. 8-11. to 11. They're playing against the Sheffield Wednesday side. We've got some really... They've got some problems at Hillsborough, um, especially recently. Uh, they've been quite poor. They, their last home game, they got battered 5-0 by an absolutely bang average Bradley Dackless uh, Blackburn. Um, they've also lost against Hull. This is all in a row, by the way. And they've lost against Cardiff. On the road, they're a completely different kettle of fish. They've beaten Leeds, they've beaten Brighton, uh, they've beaten QPR, they absolutely humiliated Forest. Like, it, it's it's really bizarre. And Millwall, despite them throwing away that um, two-goal lead against Leeds, I fancy him to get something. They were on really good form up until... Up until that and an FA Cup loss against Sheffield United, which, you know, we've all seen how good um, Sheffield United have been this season. And, you know, prior to that, they're actually unbeaten in their last six games, five in the league, one in the FA Cup. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Millwall. Um, I'm fully aware that Sheffield Wednesday are one of those sides that can just pull out a 5-0 win <laughs> from anywhere. Uh, but recently, it looks like they're really struggling at home. Yeah, well, that's not that's that's it's not that shocking. I thought you were okay. going to uh, okay, good, get something a bit more out there. But no, I can okay. I can see Millwall getting something. I can understand that. Okay, good. I can understand that. I don't have anything else for uh, the championship no. for anybody, but uh, I can definitely understand that one. So I fancied I fancied Brentford to get something away at Hull before I watched them tonight. Uh, but that, that's gone out the window. I literally, no. literally scribbled that out. And uh, I'm ready to move on to League One. OK, yeah, let's move on to League One then. I'll get us kicked off. <sighs> Again, <laughs> back-to-back tips that, you know, aren't the most convincing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Oxford. They've hit a bit of a snag. Uh, they've only won one of their last six games. They've drawn the last three, uh, one of which, though, was away at Newcastle. Um, I definitely I definitely fancy them to be on the door of the playoffs. I think there's some really good sides in that top six. Um, and obviously, you've got Sunderland, Oxford and Doncaster and arguably even Burton and Fleetwood. Uh, that you wouldn't be surprised if they finish in the top six. They're all currently out. Um, so Oxford needs to turn around their form and quick. And there's pretty much a perfect game. Uh, Blackpool haven't won in their last nine games. Uh, three defeats in a row, four defeats in the last five. They went from outsiders for the playoffs to absolutely bang in the middle of mid-table almost looking over their shoulder. Uh, MK Dons now, six points ahead, uh, sorry, six points behind Blackpool. Blackpool do have two games in hands, though, uh, thanks to, obviously, the Berry situation. I fancy Oxford to get back on it. 
17 to 10, uh, 17 to 20. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Oxford are going to bounce back. And like I said, it's pretty much the perfect opposition. Uh, yeah, I can see that one for sure. Um, one that I'm going to throw out there. We're calling back to an old theory that I've spoke about on the podcast before that when a team has such a good result, such a high in a cup competition, an unexpected result, then it's hard to go back to your bread and butter. Um, so we're talking about Shrewsbury, who in the FA Cup, we know, got that great 2-2 draw against Liverpool, which has earned them a replay. Um, this weekend, they're going to Rochdale away. So very, very different to where they'll be going on Tuesday night, which is Anfield, <laughs> to play in that replay. So I'm thinking, are their minds going to be focused on this game away at Rochdale? Are they going to be up for this game as much as they're going to be up for the replay against Liverpool at Anfield? Um, they've given so much in the first leg. Had the euphoric highs of coming from 2-0 down to draw 2 all, get the replay. They've seen what Klopp said in the media. He's going to play a reserve squad. He's going to play the kids. So in their heads, though, we think we can go to Anfield. We can get this great, we can have this massive away day. We can possibly even beat Liverpool at Anfield, get to the fifth round of the FA Cup. I feel like minds and eyes are going to be on the replay, not on this game against Rochdale. Completely agree. Um, yeah, I, you, we've spoke about it before. We've seen it before, you know, it, it is a motivational problem for sure and it's yeah. nothing to do with the fact that the manager um you know our manager in question is is not up to the job of motivating his team it's only natural to kind of look ahead and you know are you going to throw your body on the line on saturday to block a shot or are you going to go into a say a 70 30 you know, knowing you might get injured and then you might not be able to play at Anfield. And some of these players, you know, that will be their only chance to ever play at Anfield. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's definitely going to be in their minds whether the... I mean, the managers and the players, they'll all come out. You know, this is a league game. It's important, blah, blah, blah. But let's be real. Shrewsbury aren't, you know, they're unlikely to go down. You know, they're probably in the conversation. But I'd, I would be confident enough to say they won't go down um this is a season basically um yeah so yeah i i completely agree with you and a bit of a crash back down to earth i think is in order um let's have a look at coventry coventry uh, drew their home slash temporary home slash away game uh with bristol with birmingham <laughs> On the on the weekend, so that was one of the more peculiar uh, fixtures that I've I've ever seen. To be honest, um, they are on some really good form at the moment. They're unbeaten in the last six, only two wins there, uh, but they're coming up against a Bristol Rovers side that are in absolute free fall. Tom, they haven't won in their last eleven games since losing their manager uh, to Mansfield. It's kind of all unraveled, really. Uh, Bristol Rovers were kind of one of those sides that were knocking on the outside of the playoffs. I don't think anyone, you know, was expecting them to be in there, but you know they had an outside chance. I think that's fair to say. And you know, since the managers left, and arguably a little bit before 
It's completely fallen apart. I do fancy Coventry to get the victory. They're 19 to 20 to get that victory, and they're, they're in the thick of the promotion race. The double chance I was going to tip, but they're one to four, which I find absolutely staggering. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I do fancy that, but clearly the bookies have, uh, <laughs> uh, have put a stop to that. But yeah, I think you'll get a, I think you'll get an away win. Um, Coventry have been okay away from home. I, I wouldn't say they've been good. But I'm mainly going off the fact that Bristol Rovers haven't won in 11 games. Mm. Yeah, they've been so, so poor, haven't they? It's, that's kind of all worked out really badly for all parties involved, hasn't it? Because uh, Graham Coughlin's gone to Mansfield and he's been terrible. Yeah, he's been awful. And, um, you know, there was a few articles on The Athletic and everything, basically in a very professional and very athletic way, calling him a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and and it looks like it looks like that it might be true. Um, yeah. So yeah, not good times for Bristol Rovers or Mansfield. And uh, yeah, Coventry nineteen to twenty. I uh, I fancy it. Yeah. Uh, one more for me then. Staying with the promotion race, we look at top of the league Rotherham, who host Burton this weekend. Rotherham priced at nine to ten for the victory. Uh, on a very good run of form at home, they've won four consecutive matches, including really good wins against Ipswich and Peterborough. And they also beat Bristol Rovers 3 0 uh, the other weekend, as we tipped in a bomb-proof treble, I believe. What worries me about Burton, they do score goals, which is obviously always a, a threat, but they can see bucket loads as well. Uh, in the last four games, they've conceded at least two. In each game, that includes three to Bolton, who had 10 men. So if you concede in three to Bolton with 10 men, you concede in two to AFC Wimbledon, two to Stanley, uh, two to Wickham, you can definitely concede two or more to, Ro- to Rotherham. Uh, so I think the opposing, well, the contrasting forms that these sides are on, I think uh, it's going to be an entertaining game, probably going to be quite a few goals in it, but ultimately Rotherham to get a victory in this one. I agree. On, and although he's never been absolutely prolific, uh, you know, they're probably the best attacking player that Burton have, Liam Boyce, uh, eight in 25 in the league, 14 in 33 uh, this season. So he's actually having a, a good season. He's gone to hearts. So mm. that's not going to help point. either. Good point. Yeah, that's not going to help at all. Um, I, I've got a bit of a theme, Tom. To be honest, I'm doing the vulture thing again, kind of praying, yeah. praying on the week. Um, we've got a big game at the top of uh, League One. Well, the top, top kind of half or so. Uh, Fleetwood, Doncaster, uh, both teams that I mentioned in the hunt for that kind of playoff picture. Again, it's a side that are on really poor form. Fleetwood haven't won in the last eight games. I don't know about you, Tom, but. And that really surprised me when I was doing my research earlier. Um, yeah, they've been poor for a while, haven't they? They're drawing yeah. a lot of games. That's the problem. They're drawing a lot. Yes, three in a row, actually. Um, draws against Shrewsbury at home, which is a game they should be winning, and a draw away at Bristol Rovers. And I just mentioned how bad they've been recently. 
They're really bad draws. A home draw um, against Coventry, slightly more acceptable. Uh, They've got a Doncaster side come in that are on really good form at the moment. Uh, They've won four of their last six, unbeaten in their last two. And they're slowly kind of creeping towards the playoff spots, aren't they? They've leapfrogged uh, Fleetwood in recent weeks. They're up to ninth. Uh, you know, we we weren't sure, were we, Tom? It, without John Marquise and and with um, and with Darren Moore coming in, we, we weren't sure what what they would do this season. Um, but they've they've started to turn it round. And fancy yeah, in Doncaster uh, again. You know, I wanted to tip the double chance. It's eight to thirteen. So not a great price if you're feeling brave. That's okay. It, yeah, it's That's okay. Right. It's okay. Um, Twenty-three to ten. If you if you're feeling brave and you want them on the nose, um, they've been decent both home and away recently. Uh, but yeah, double chance is what I wanted to uh, tip mainly. Okay, um, League Two. League Two. Yeah, not an awful lot I like in League Two. I think League One is probably the best league for where where your money's at uh, this weekend. But a couple of things I've got that stood out for me. Uh, first one, Plymouth at home to Newport County. Plymouth price at eighty-three to one hundred. Lovely price that. <laughs> of, course. of course, lovely price there for the victory. <laughs> Plymouth um, did concede very late on at home to Crawley in uh, midweek to draw two-two, which would definitely be two points dropped in their eyes. They would they would have been in the automatic promotion spots had they held on. Um, they didn't, so they are now one point outside. Just five points off Swindon at the top of the league as well. So they've really improved in recent weeks of Plymouth. Four wins in the last five matches. You could also go back a little bit further and say that's uh, six wins in the last eight as well. So they're on a very, very good run of form. Uh, on the other hand, Newport tend to travel pretty poorly, to be honest. Three defeats in the last four matches, including some shockers. They've lost to Leighton Orient away. <laughs> They've lost to Morecambe away, um, and I cannot and will not put any money anywhere near a team that's got those kind of uh, results in their recent history. So for me, Plymouth should definitely comfortably win this one against the Newport side, who are hopeless at the moment on the road. Yeah, they are. And if you have a look at the the form, you know you see a lot of see quite a few wins, but you know, like you said, you. You dig a bit deeper, and you find you find the real bad apple results, and uh, yeah, it certainly kind of tells a bit more of the truth, doesn't it? Sure does. Um, anything you like the look of? Yeah, uh, there's again, there's something that kind of echoes what I just said there. Port Vale. I mean, my God, if there's ever been a Jekyll and Hyde team, it it's them. Uh, they have been absolutely pathetic on the road. And I mean pathetic. They've lost to Morecambe. They've um, they've lost to Swindon. I know Swindon are a good side. They've lost to Salford. Um, they've got absolutely hammered at times on the road. But at home, beating Exeter comfortably, beating Leighton Orient. Uh, they've beaten Swindon at home. Uh, they've drawn to Cheltenham, not too bad. Uh, they, they're, they're a real kind of Jekyll and Hyde team. They're playing against the Salford side that are coming off the back of some 
some good results. Uh, they have actually won four of their last six. Uh, so I do feel a little bit weird uh, tipping Port Vale. Uh, but Salford typically, um, you know, kind of a, as you look as you look through their form, it doesn't seem that they put more than four results together. Um, I think this is a really difficult place to go. And Port Vale have been absolutely immaculate this season. They've only lost the one game at home. And uh, yeah, I'm siding with Port Vale despite Salford's decent form. 23 to 20 as well. It's a really good mm-hmm. price. Yeah, yeah, I can see that one happening, definitely. Uh, Salford very inconsistent, as you mentioned. I've just got one more thing that I'm going to mention uh, for League Two. It's the top of the table clash. It's Swindon against Exeter. I fancy Exeter not to get beaten here. Um, both these sides coming off 3 1 losses in midweek. Swindon's was against Colchester. Exeter, as you just mentioned, was against Port Vale. Uh, before that, Exeter unbeaten in 10 consecutive games. Didn't concede in four games consecutively as well. So keeping it very tight at the back. And that's reflected in their away results recently. Um, in the last five games, they've had three 1-0 wins away from home. So tend to kind of grind them out on the road, which is absolutely fine. Swindon worry me at the moment. Two wins, two defeats and a draw in the last five games. You know, we've mentioned before they've lost Owen Doyle up front. They've lost Jerry Yates up front. So the two top goal scorers in League Two, both now gone from Swindon to their respective clubs. So that's a big cause for concern for me. Uh, and I just think Exeter can go to Swindon, who are having a hard time, well, who may have a hard time getting goals now, Um We've seen Exeter have proven their battling qualities away from home. Uh, and I think they can get at least a point on the road here. Uh, four to six is the price for that. Yeah, I I kind of feel sorry for uh, for Swindon. I mean, that's I suppose that's what happens when you when you have loans. Um, I think, you know, you, you kind of have to have to expect that, um, you know, they're not your players at the end of the day. Uh, it sounds kind of, sounds kind of harsh, but, um, yeah, obviously they've, they've lost some, some, uh, key players and, and yeah, I, hmm. I, I worry, I do worry for them. I do worry for them. Um, I do think yeah. they'll, I do think they'll get over the line, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. That's interesting. I put a, um, a mid-season accumulator on the other day. Right. I put I put Swindon on it to not get promoted. Hmm. Okay. I think it was three to one the odds for that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, there's some. Uh, I'm sure you're going to talk about Northampton, uh, Colchester in great form, Plymouth in great form, Crew in good form, Exeter breathing down their nose, and you know. Um, only five points between um, Plymouth in fourth and Swindon at the top of the league. So, mm. yeah, I can I can see your logic, sir, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I am finding Lee to a little bit difficult. Um, the one more that I have um, is Colchester. I've literally just touched on them. Uh, again, I'm going against a team that is in just horrific form. Cambridge haven't won in their last six. 
They have lost five of those and got just one draw. Uh, so one point from the last six games. Colchester away from home, they've actually only lost three games this season and they haven't lost any of the last four away. Cambridge, Colin Calderwood's got to be under massive pressure. Uh, they're down in 18th. I mean, I don't know what the aspirations are for a club like Cambridge, but you know they've had some really poor results recently. Um, particularly a 4-0 home defeat to Stevenage is absolutely unforgivable. And they followed that up with a 4-0 home defeat to Salford. Slightly more forgivable, but still a bang average Salford side that are going to finish mid-table. And Colchester, a little bit of a juggernaut at the moment. Uh, They've had some... They've had some sticky performances, so back-to-back draws against Stevenage and Morecambe, absolutely not ideal. Um, But the last three games, a draw with Bradford, a draw away at Exeter, and a victory over Swindon is uh, definitely what the doctor ordered. And I'm going to go for Colchester on nose, 6-5. to I think that's a really good pick-out. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm actually going to go for one more. Yeah. Um, oh, bonus. Yeah, a bonus one that's caught my eye. Uh, I don't know what's happened, mate, but Forest Green Rovers, what's gone off? They are in, I'm not going to say free fall. That's probably a bit overdramatic, but they're in a really poor run of form right now. Um, it seemed up until kind of just before Christmas that they were pretty much dead set for at least a, a playoff spot. Maybe more. But now, they've had a really, really poor January. Um, They've played six games, lost four, including three in a row, won one, drew one. And it's the teams that they've not been getting results against. Let me just read you some recent results for Forest Green Rovers, because it's really poor. They lost 1-0 against Exeter, who had 10 men. They lost 2-1 against Salford, who had nine men. They lost 2-1 against Macclesfield, who had 10 men. They lost 4-1 against Carlisle, who we've mentioned are really poor. Um, they drew against Crawley, and they've got one 4-3 victory against Mansfield, which I believe they scored two in the 90th minute. No, they scored in the 96th minute to get a win there. So very, very poor form. They can't even beat teams that have got less men than them on the pitch. It's happened three times already this month. Um, I'm really worried for them at the moment. They go away to Grimsby, who since who since Ian Holloway has come in, have really picked up their form. Um, three wins out of the last six games. I'm more going off how bad uh, Forest Green are rather than how good Grimsby are. But I think at a price like 9-5 to five for Grimsby to get the win, Forest Green are favourites for this game. They shouldn't be. They're shit. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I agree. The um, the vegan diet's not doing it, is it? <laughs> it's not doing it. So uh, so yeah, I I completely agree with you. And uh, I love Ian Holloway. I just want to add that in. I love him. I love him. He's such I'm sure a good, he loves you too. He's such a good character for the league. Honestly, I, like I love him being back in football. Love it. Anyway, 
<laughs> anyway, let's talk about last week's bomb proof trebles. All right, so let's not spend too much time reviewing mine. It was uh, nothing short of a disaster. Um, so I had Ipswich, Lincoln, both teams to score. It was 1-0. You also had Coventry to beat Birmingham. It was 0-0. And I had Rotherham to beat Peterborough, and they lost 2-1. So moving on to yours, Tom. <laughs> um, I had Chelsea to beat Hull. They did so 2-1. He also had Plymouth to beat Stevenage. They did so 2-1. I did, however, have Northampton to score a goal against Derby. Uh, no, my beloved Northampton really flavoured the month for me at the moment. However, they let me down. Uh, they drew nil-nil. So, unfortunately, they did cost the treble. Absolutely unforgivable. Um, however, my pick, uh, Rotherham, to be Peterborough, um, that cost the joint. So, maybe I'm the real villain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, the joint was never going to win, was it? Because you didn't have a, have a single winner. So the joint was screwed, whatever you picked. <laughs> Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it, I mean, you know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, new week, new opportunity, no FA Cup. I love that competition, but God, it throws a spanner into our show. Um, so, Tom, feel free to go first. Um, you are on form, uh, more than myself anyway. So uh, do you want to take it away? Okay, so we'll kick off with my treble first then. Um, I've called this one the Dolly Parton treble. <laughs> what? Yeah, the Dolly Parton treble because... Why? All the tri- wait, wait, all the prices... On nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Are you being they serious? are. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, man, I've got tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the Dolly Parton treble. That is incredible. Right. Oh, are we gonna, <laughs> should I put her in the uh, when I tweet the treble out? When I tweet the show out, sorry. Shall I? Shall I at her and get her to yeah. try and listen? Yeah, please do. Maybe do we'll get a retweet. She, do you think she's got Twitter? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna look now on the. I, oh yeah, she I does. Reckon, it's I reckon just, betting on football, betting on English lower league football is probably her thing as well. She, she probably loves it. I've just followed her on the uh, on the podcast account. That'd be awesome. At Dolly Parton, it was easy to find, to be honest. We'll get her on the show next week to read out the results <laughs> of the travel. Unreal. That's I I love that. It's made my whole day. Anyway, what's it what's the treble? So um the treble is Forest away at Birmingham priced at nine to five. Um Rochdale at home to Shrewsbury, priced at 9-5. And Grimsby at home to Forest Green Rovers, priced at 9-5. <laughs> As you'd expect, um, some high odds there. So the Dolly Parton treble does pay a lot of money. 
£10 example stake returns a whopping £219.52. Bloody hell, that's a massive treble. That's huge. Enormous. Well, she's worth it, Tom. She's worth it. (laughs) Um, I don't have a funny name for mine, uh, unfortunately. It's just three random teams that have no connection. Uh, I can't think of anything funny. Um, So I'm just going to read it, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, We're going to start off um, in the championship. I'm going to have Fulham. Fulham are 13 to 20. They're at home to Huddersfield. We're going to go into League One. I'm going to go for Oxford. They're at home to Blackpool, 17 to 20 for that one. And then away from home in League Two, Colchester, away at Cambridge, six to five. 10 pound example stake, 67, 15 pence. Bit boring, mate. It is. It pays an average, pays an average amount. Three teams you expect to win. Two, two at home. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty. No, cool. that's good. That's good. Like you're saying, um, it's a good return. You know, sixty six, sixty seven quid is a good return. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, so um, let's use part of Dolly then, and let's construct a joint treble. Obviously, I'm not on a hot streak, so I can just have one team. I'm gonna pull rank. And just say that I want Fulham in. Okay. I think they're um, going to win. So then we've got. So I, I'll first off. Um, I think Forest will win away at Birmingham. So. Okay. Forest in. I'm sure you'll agree with that one. Yep. Happy to throw that in. And from mine, we've got either Rochdale or Grimsby. Mm. Um, from yours, what's left over? Colchester or, or Oxford. Or Oxford. I think um, I think Colchester actually is probably the strongest shout, but I don't want to be that guy that takes two, even though you you've been decent recently. Uh, no, we're, let's go Grimsby. Grimsby. At Grimsby. I I believe in Ian. I, love I believe Ian in Holloway. I absolutely love him. All right, so yeah. I'll I'll read it out if you can get us a price, Tom. Yeah. So the joint treble this week, uh, we're going to go two games in the championship and one in League Two. So championship games, we've got Fulham at home to Huddersfield, Forest away at Birmingham, and then in League Two, we're going to have Grimsby at home to Vegan Warriors, Forest Green. Tom, what does it pay? It's another big one, 129.36. Wow, wow. Good times. I'll tell you what, if these free bets come in, we're going we're gonna to make some profit-chasing millionaires, I think. Some serious money. Serious, serious cash money. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, again, with the Bondproof Trebles, guys, uh, we just ask you to bet what you can afford to lose. Please don't put yourself in any kind of jeopardy in the name of gambling. Uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. Um so we've got well, not much else to cover, really. Um, fantasy football hasn't finished yet with the game week. That's still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, it is. So does that mean we don't have to talk about it? Yeah, we can skip it this week if you want. Yeah, I'm more than happy with that. I'm sick of this thing. <laughs> um, uh, other than that, then, social media? 
Yeah. Um, so if you, I mean, I just kind of gave you an insight as to the kind of uh, profile we have on Twitter after I told you we followed Dolly Parton. Uh, lots of fun to be had on our uh, social media page. Twitter's where we're the most active. T underscore FB podcast. Uh, it's been, I think, maybe three weeks and we're still yet to beat anybody with the Who Am I uh, series that we're doing. Uh, today's was Craig Westcar. It lasted eight seconds. So <laughs> we're struggling a bit. Uh, random footballer of the day as well. Nice little feature that we're doing. Um, so yeah, join in there. Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And if you want to email us of any inquiries, uh, ideas, or you know, sponsorship opportunities, cough, cough, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and if you had enjoyed the show, perhaps made some money off our tips, we'd really appreciate if you could rate or review wherever you listen to the podcast. Yeah, we would love that. So uh, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and listening. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the with the bets. I would love to see some bet slips. Yeah, me too. Let's hope that Dolly Parton trouble comes in and we'll get her on the show next week uh, to read out the results. <laughs> yeah, so if you know Dolly or maybe you're her agent or something, let us know, please. I'd really like that. We can't pay her, but... No. You know, she's more than welcome to come on. Yeah, let's make that absolutely clear. We don't even make money ourselves, so we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not paying anyone, but it would just be a nice gesture if she came on. <laughs> Completely agree. Right. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening again. Take care.